All right, welcome to an episode of Grown and Opinionated. It's Wednesday. I'm your host, Sasha. I'm going to call this episode um, whatever Wednesday because I have some things I want to talk about, but I'm going to save those for Monday about parenting. And we'll just do like a whole mommyana or daddyana Monday um, and talk about those things. So today I say I'll just do whatever uh, Wednesday and just talk about whatever. I should have went on Instagram or somewhere to see what anybody wanted to talk about, but I didn't. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the things that I saw on Rhymes with Snitch and other things that I wanted to talk about. Um, so, on Rhymes with Snitch today, well, we had a few things going on this week. We had Jonathan Majors was found guilty of two of the counts he was charged with, with the um, the white, the ex-white girlfriend. And I'm sorry, I have to bring up the fact that she was white because... We saw that video, and he it looks like he's running for his life, and she is chasing him. And I don't think the same would have been the outcome that he would have received the same outcome if he was, um, if she was a black woman. Also, I would like to know what the jury looked like, and this is one thing that's really. I guess it's like a, a kind of new nuance with juries. And um, I always quote my, my favorite movie where he says, you know, juries are full of people too stupid to get out of jury duty. You have to kind of wonder, who are these people sitting on the jury? Then he was in Manhattan. Where did these people come from? Because I'm not, um, I'm not familiar with the makeup of... Well, I am. But from my understanding, it seems like they refer to Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx as being different places. So if you're on trial in Manhattan, can the jurors come from the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, or are they only from Manhattan? I think that also makes a difference because class and culture um, is definitely going to play a role into how those people see things. Now, would he have been better off with a judge, a bench trial where the judge just makes the decision? Uh, who knows? Who knows? I think that when you're dealing with people, this is one of the reasons why I love people. I studied sociology in school for no other reason than I just, I'm so interested and fascinated by people, how they think, what they do, why they do certain things, is that they bring all of that into the, the experience. So if they have jury duty and you have someone who, um, I don't know, Jonathan Majors, and again, I'm not going to stay on race too long. He is like a blackity black, black man. And not skin tone wise. I mean, he's not as dark um, skin, I guess, for us, but he, he is dark skin, but he's black. He has those features which were typically depicted in history books or um, any type of negative, the wide nose, the big, broad shoulders. He has all of those features. Did that play a part in them saying, 
oh no, he, you know, he had to be an aggressor. He, he, he had to be attacking her or something like that. Did that go into a part of their thinking? I would love to know the makeup of this jury. How many were black? Where were they from? I would love to know all of these things. Now, with that being said, um, again, and I do think it makes a difference. I really do. I, I do think it makes a difference. And I'm glad he with Megan good. And I can't stress enough, black man, y'all need to come back home. Come back home. Go back to your black sisters to and let's recreate the black family and stop all of this mess. But now, with that being said, Marvel decided to cut ties with him. Um, everybody knows I've been on Twitter and I'm going in on it and I'm standing ten toes down on it. I did not like Jonathan Majors as Kang. I did not like him. When I went to go see Ant-Man... Um, and he was in it. I just was so upset by his portrayal of that character. And on Twitter, people are saying, well, what did he do or whatever? Because I'm like, you know, I, I'm never, listen, I'm never going to be here for a black man being convicted of much of anything unless they're kicking poodles or hurting children. Um, and if they're beating and raping women, things like that. Yeah, some shit. But for him losing the position, I was kind of low-key happy. <laughs> and now they're talking about, I think it's Aldis Hodge. Um, if anybody's familiar with Leverage, I know him from Leverage. I can't remember anything else he was on. I think he was just recently on, was it a Marvel movie or it may have been a DC movie? But I love him. Um, I would love to see him play that role. I think he would fit in perfectly. But they were saying, well, why don't you want him to have the role? In my opinion, um, I'm a Marvel fanatic. Let me say that. I have Disney Plus for the sole purpose that I can watch my Marvel movies in order at least once a year because I love Marvel. He, all the Marvel movies, what makes them so entertaining is that they have the storyline that runs together with all of the different movies, but that the characters are likable and they have these little quirks or they have like little funny parts in it even though it's a serious situation and it may not be like uh knee slapping jerky like it's not so overt but there are some likable and funny parts of it and even with um Loki we see it even with Daniels we see it when he um <laughs> got rid of half of the population because he was tired of all these dead people. But it's there. And when he delivered his lines, I mean, I see where the writers took the time to put these little subliminal jokes in there. But the way that he was delivering them, it, it fell flat. And I just did not like it. I did not care for it at all. I thought that his character it wouldn't have what we're looking for. I would equate it to more of an earlier... No, not really, because Thor in the beginning, while Thor wasn't as funny, as, you know, they kind of went too far with the funny on Thor in the later versions of the movies. It was like, okay, now he's just basically a clown. Like, is he a clown or something? He here to entertain us? Like, calm down. But earlier on, he was more of a serious character, but it was still likable. We still liked him, and we still he still had those things. And I just didn't feel like Jonathan Majors had them as King, and that's my opinion. So I wanted him out on King. But <laughs> I, I, there's a whole thing that um, a debate, and 
I was on Twitter, and while I wanted him out on the Marvel movie, I'm glad he's gone. I wanted him out of there. I'm making no qualms about it. I'm standing on what I, I believe. Um, not like it's that serious, but I'm standing on this shit. How it seems like now actors or anything that they do that it it's not enough like their personal lives are so intertwined with it and for the now I have two sides to this and I wish I had someone to debate because I'm like in a debating mood um for the the celebrities actors musicians um whatever they do that that had they come up or make their popularity is based on them giving us so much of their air quotes personal life and them putting their personal stuff out there. And then once they make it or they hit a certain level, they're like, okay, now I need privacy. Um, I don't want y'all in my business. I hate that. I really hate that. Cause I'm like, no, we need to know. We want to know. But on the other hand, where is someone, and I haven't, I've never seen anything about Jonathan Majors, about his public life, I mean, his personal life. I have never seen anything about this man. For um, that to come out and it be like, okay, because of this, now you can no longer be, uh, you can no longer do your job as an actor. I don't think the two have anything to do with each other. I don't. I mean, when I go to a movie, I if the actor is good at his job, I should no longer be seeing this actor. I should be seeing the character that he's portraying. So whatever he does in his personal life should be so far removed from that that there's no there's no correlation with it, and it has no effect. And everyone's saying, well, Marvel is owned by Disney, and Disney has an image. Yes, Disney is not standing up in court with a sign saying, yeah... It's okay to abuse women or, yay, we, you know, we stand with him for hitting women or we stand with him and whatever was going on. That's not what they're doing. You hired him to do a job. And if he does that job well, I didn't think he was doing the job well, so I'm all for the fighting. But if he does that job well, then why should he be penalized for something that has nothing to do with his job? I just don't agree. Then um, a guy, I was kind of getting in a debate on Twitter, X, whatever. And um, he said, well, what about Robin, Robert Downey Jr.? And I was like, first of all, Robert Downey Jr. was hurting no one but himself. When he was getting high all the time and doing, he clearly had an addiction problem, but he was a really good actor. Um it's a total difference because no one is the victim and now we're in a woke, 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 too damn woke society. So things are not going to fly. But I didn't, I, I just don't agree. Like, yeah, if he's getting high and that's what he's doing on his off time and he coked out and everything else, but he's showing up for work and he's, he's good at his job, then those things need to be separated. I mean, these are not socialites. These are professionally trained actors that are showing up. And I just I just don't agree with them being penalized for that. Um, yeah, I think people have a hard time separating the two, which we saw with is it Andre Mackey? I like him. Um he's he's gonna be the new Captain America, I believe. And when the kid was asking him for the autograph and he's just like no, I'm 
I'm off. No. And everybody was going crazy. Like, how dare he does that? This and this and that. It's like, because y'all are confusing the two. This is a grown man with a family, with other things, and he acts in other things. So it's not like he's solely Captain America, or I guess he's like Red. What is it that has, I forgot what he's called, but he's going to be Captain America. Like, you cannot just bum rush him and say, Captain, like, give me, do what I want you to do because you're on, you really can't do that. And if people are saying we're buying into them, I don't agree. Not in no situation. There are certain celebrities, actors, uh, directors, um, musicians, there are certain celebrities that we buy into them. And that's why they have the support and the following that they have. I think Cardi B would be the first example I would have. We bought into Cardi B. We bought into her being outlandish, her being vocal, her being herself, her being... We bought into that. And to her talking about her personal life, we bought into that. So now all the love and admiration that we give is based on that. The music from the first album, of course, it was great, so that helped it. But I think that if she would have put out an album that was mid, like my kids said, we would have all still been there for her because we love Cardi. We love who she was. Um, this is a difference with them is because they're not coming to you like, hey, buy into me as a person. And then from that, once I get that build up, then I'll start doing these other things. They're going to school to be professionally trained actors. <laughs> they're doing their job well. And now it's like, well, I want more. Nah, get out of here. Like, uh-uh. No, no. Jonathan Majors, I hope you bounce back quickly. I definitely didn't agree. I don't know what else was going on, but it seemed like it was just um, on both sides. Um, I don't know what they said about that video with her chasing him like that. I don't know what they, how they got past that, but whatever. I just don't want to see you as king. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um... The other thing that um, I was thinking about, because in on Rhymes with Snitch, um, y'all should check it out. I just love Rhymes with Snitch, because it's just simple and plain to the, the gossip that I like, trashy stuff. It was uh, Gloria Govin and Matt Barnes. They're going back and forth to court. And it got me to thinking, like, these judges in L.A. must be mother-loving tired. Could you imagine you go to law school... You become a lawyer for so many years. Then you go, you finally get appointed to be a judge, or I don't know if they do elections and that in um in that state. I don't know if they do elections or if they have to do the appointment like they do here. Um, which we're gonna talk about that on another episode because I think electing judges is so freaking weird. Um, that's just so weird. But anyway. You go, you do all of this, and you're a family court judge, and now on a regular basis, you have to decide how much time a child can be in a reality show, on YouTube series, all of these different type of things. And you're like, what in the entire F? I mean, because these people have to be back and forth to court, and especially out in L.A., because even a lot of the YouTubers, I know like my kids watch, a lot of them are either based out of Florida for some reason or they're in California. So it's those two places where a lot of them are from. 
So I'm sure they're hearing this on a regular freaking basis. Oh, the kid is doing too many YouTube videos or the kid um, is appearing in too many reality shows. This one was that, you know, they were both, well, Gloria saying like she didn't want them to appear too much. And the reality show that he was shooting, because then they're also going to be appearing in a reality show that she's shooting. I'm like, oh, my God. I know these judges are like, just stop. Stop. <laughs> Soon they're going to have a little, like, none, no, none of the kids. None of them. No reality show. No YouTube. I guess it's like a, uh, a thin line, really, because in L.A., of course, everybody, well, I don't know if everybody's an actor, but I would assume a lot of them are in the entertainment field and child actors is nothing new I mean it's been around and that's a way that a lot of the actors that we know and love now they all start well not all a lot of them started as child actors and just have continued with it so you know I guess the judges are in a really tough position with that one because if someone says like oh I want my kid to shoot a reality show it's like is that really considered acting or, you know, a job? Because I could pull a, a camera right now. I could film my kids and say I'm making a reality show. And, I mean, is that, a, I guess that's really enough because now things are different. It's not like um, back in the days, look, back in the old days with making the band and all of these other shows. But back in the days where there was like, a reality show was already developed by a, uh, a, I guess you call it a network or something. And then they were casting and doing everything. And it was like a legit thing that was already bought and bought and sold or whatever. Now it's just like anybody is making a reality show and then they're just going around trying to sell it. Oh, hold on. It's probably. So what I was saying was about, you know, the reality shows, like, it's just different. Like, and the YouTubing and streaming and that interpolation between, you know, parenting, co-parenting with another parent and then also having um, the children participate in that and what that looks like. And then there's also, I guess, um, which we saw in Tiana Taylor thing is that then there becomes this whole security issue. I mean, oh. Those judges got to be tired over there. <laughs> they got to be tired because now if I have my kid, which uh, I think a lot of them, once they start um, down that, I don't want to say down that path, but once they start doing the YouTubing and the streaming or any type of act, whatever they're doing, they usually go to homeschooling. So the whole thing with the security issue kind of is not, as big of a deal because it's like usually, you know, they're not going out where they're going to be un, I don't want to say unsupervised, but that they won't be with their parent. Like they're not going to school, walking home from school or something like that. It's like, you're going to be home with us most of the time. And when you go out, you'll be with us. I don't know. But I was just thinking, I'm like, these judges must be tired and mother. Uh, which brings me to the other thing with Jenny Ma and now Young Jeezy. Now she's saying that she's not keeping the kid away from Jeezy. However, there's safety concerns. And one of the concerns that she raises is that he has firearms and that he is not securing them. 
Yeah, you can hear that. I am like, I can't. I can't. I, I, I. <sighs> Sometimes, and she's been clear, which I really, I really like. And I love that she was being transparent. Like, listen, I didn't know we were getting divorced until it hit the internet. So I was completely shocked. His position is, you should have known. We want the counseling. It wasn't working. So you should have known that I was going to divorce you, which I call BS on. Because unless you tell me this isn't working, I'm going to file for divorce and we're going to handle it. I don't know until I get served with the divorce. But now, with that being said, I'm sure... I am sure. I'm like 99.99.99% uh, sure that there are some feelings and emotions there that she has regarding with how that split happened. And if he cheated and was messing with someone else, that definitely would be a concern for me. And I'm sure it's for her with my child now going with you and I know you were messing around with someone else. So that person is going to be around my child and I won't have any say about it. The whole thing with the guns, I, I just honestly, I can't, I can't buy that. That's a real concern because either there's only one way, you know, he's not keeping his guns locked up is that he wasn't keeping them locked up when y'all were together. And if he wasn't keeping them locked up when y'all were together, the baby is almost two or something like that. That means that when you had your child, he didn't keep the guns locked up. It didn't bother you. Cause, or if it did bother you, it wasn't enough for you to take your child. Like we saw um, gunplay and the last baby. And she's like, no, I can't have my kid here. We're out. I'm getting a restraining order. If it did bother Jenny Ma, Jenny Ma, it wasn't enough for her to take her kid, go get a restraining order, or take her kid away from that saying, like, look, you got to do something with these guns. I can't have my kid around here. So to use that now as a reason why you won't let him have, see the kid, I, I just don't agree. I, I, I don't think that's fair. Um, the guns... Jeezy, you know those guns got to be locked up. But <laughs> I guess, well, to a certain extent, because you need to get them. But, um, yeah, I just don't buy that that's the real reason. I think that there's some emotion and feelings involved with how this happened. And I'm sure that Jenny Ma, I mean, first of all, let me, I got to be honest. I, I, yeah, yeah, but whatever. I don't know how that happened but anyway I'm sure that there's some feelings involved with you she was married before she got divorced and she said her and her first husband made a decision not to have kids but clearly that was one of those decisions where um I, and you can listen to sis stop lying to yourself um that episode of the podcast they hear what I think about it it was one of those decisions where both parties weren't being honest with themselves or with each other because clearly her husband, her ex-husband wanted kids because after they divorced, he went and had kids. Um, and I mean, she said that she didn't want kids and didn't make the decision to have kids until she got married with Jeezy and was saying, because I finally feel safe and secure. 
But, I mean, how safe and secure was that really if, I mean, they were maybe, what, it's been two years or whatever the time was that he files for divorce and you're clearly blindsided. It couldn't have been safe and secure then. It couldn't have been because if it was, you would not have been, y'all could have ended up in divorce. I'm not saying that would not have happened, but you wouldn't have been blindsided by it because you would have been safe and secure. So he would have told you, hey, this is what's going to happen. So I don't buy that. I think that maybe she didn't want children. But then when she got with Jeezy, Jeezy's like, hey, let's have some kids. Um, I would really love to have a kid with you. Or that was something that he wanted. And she lied to herself and said, okay, that's something that I want too. Um, and gave in. I don't know, but I just don't, I don't buy that it was that type of feeling. I think it was something else, but I'm sure. So now getting to that, that now you put yourself out there that, okay, the first marriage, I didn't have kids. I didn't have anything. I got a clean break. This one, I, I thought I was safe and secure and I had a kid with him and now we're getting divorced and now I have to navigate this life parenting a child as a single mother, you know, co-parenting. Hopefully they could work this out and they co-parent. And this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up to be a wife and to parent my child in a two-parent household. And that's not what I'm getting. And I don't care what anybody says. If they say differently, they are lying. People will say, oh, well, you know, I just had to accept it. I wasn't mad. Oh, it is what it is. I just move on. That's not true. That is not true. That's just another lie, since you're lying to yourself, that they're telling themselves so that they can kind of cope with what's going on. Because if you signed up to be, which Jenny Ma did, um, I think that I did also. Well, people do. Like, she signed up to be a wife and to parent their children, to raise their children together in a two-parent household. And then that gets taken away from you without, without your consent. So it's not like it's something where we both sit down and like, listen, this isn't working. Um, we, we need to end this because it's best for everybody and this is how we're going to facilitate it. It's just like you read, you open up social media and your husband is divorcing you or you're going through hell and then finally you decide to put the relationship like you like, okay, we just got to, I got to get away from you. That causes a lot of like that. You have a lot of emotions and feelings about that and you're going to feel a certain type of way. And I'm sure she did. And now you're in a position where the stuff you would over you overlooked before or you turned a blind eye to, now your eyes open. You got 20-20, you got somebody bi focus on, you see everything. You ain't missing shit. So everything that happened before that you turned a blind eye, now you like, oh no, he had those guns, he did that. <laughs> You're on everything now because of those feelings and emotions. And I really believe that her... And that this last, you know, this last thing with the daughter, I, I truly believe that it's based on that. And until she deals with those emotions and those feelings that, and again, I talked about this in the other podcast, you can't get this type of closure from the other person. It has to be with you, by you, for you. And until she does, it's always going to be contentious because 
you're hurt. You're hurt. And you have to find, and then you have to find a way to deal with that hurt and process that hurt. But you also have to co-parent with the person who hurt you or you believe to have hurt you. And you still got to parent that child by yourself during that time. It's a lot. Um, Well, y'all know, even though I wasn't here for her with Jeezy, honestly, I wasn't. But I am pro-women. I just got off the phone uh, with someone and they were talking about complaining about child support and how could they get. And I'm like, listen, you don't have a friend in me with that. I am pro-women. I don't give an F. I am pro-women. I stand with other women, behind other women. Um, I'm going to support other women. And especially, especially if another woman or another woman is going through something that is being done by a man to them or it's something that only women go through. I'm here for you. I'm I'm here for you. So I'm never going to be against that person. So now, why I call bullshit or her reason for not wanting to get the call? I support you, Jenny Ma. I'm here for you. But as a good sister friend, I know you're not um black, but you're Asian, I guess. You can get it. As a good sister friend, you got to do that work and heal yourself so that you can get to a place where you can co-parent with him and um not do this because it, it's, it's not helpful. That's just, look, that's just my opinion about it. The other thing I had... um. On Twitter, and I was so shocked. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this story, but it was going around a while ago about, um, it was this, it was a woman, she owned a daycare, and her husband was accused of molesting the children at the daycare. And I can't remember, um, how many kids it was or whatever she had, whatever proof she had, but that she had enough that she was convinced that he actually had did it. And she shot and killed her. Her name is Shantara Weems. Um, so she's trending on Twitter right now about Free Her. And I guess that now, um, which everyone should be aware because when Trump did it, he kind of like saved hip hop. He freed Little Wayne. He was freeing Kodak Black. Everybody was getting a party. But because it's the end of the um, the year, I guess, and then the term would be coming up soon because we have an election next year. I guess they're trying to put it out there, like to get her out. But she was sentenced to four years. Well, I guess I don't know how early they start that. I really don't know. Um, but she was sentenced to four years because she shot and killed her husband because he was molesting the children at the daycare. Um, I would say allegedly that he was accused of molesting the children. But as I recall reading the story, and this is only on my memory, reading everything, is that she had enough proof that he had actually done it. And that's why she shot and killed him. I was always under the impression that the girl, like, that she got arraigned, and they call her a plea, and it was no jail time, and she was out, and she was out and about and living her life. Well, apparently not. She's in prison for four years. Let me tell you. I know, I know. Oh, we're society. We can't have vigilantes. Da da da. I don't give a fuck. I am not here for it. 
if uh if you're hurting harmless children and in a daycare. So a daycare is not even grammar school where these children are 7A or something like that. This is a daycare. So it could have been one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old babies. We do not know. And you're harming them. And now you know how our system works. So now there's an allegation that you're doing this. I may have all the proof in the world that you did this, but now you have to you have to be arrested. Um, then you be arraigned. If you're up here in Jersey, we have like this Nobel type system, um, and it works off of points that if you have a certain amount of points, then you get detained, and then they um, have a hearing to see if you should be released. If you don't have those points, you are are you out. So. We don't know what he was looking at if he was out and then, God forbid, if they had a bail system, somebody could just go pay and get him out. And that means that while this whole process of getting him to trial and everything else, he is going to be out on the street free to do whatever the F he was doing to these kids. Listen, sis, free her because I'm not here for it. So that means that now because of... uh, uh, we're going to be, and I understand, trust me, I do. I understand that we can't be a, a country of vigilantes because then um, uh, I was watching a show and a guy was talking about uh, street justice and how their, um, <laughs> how their investigation work. He like, listen, the streets do their own investigation and it could be based on facts, opinions, whatever. And once they're convinced that this is what it is, they hand out their own justice. Whether they have the, <laughs> enough proof or not, they're going to hand out their own justice. So I do understand that there may be situations where someone can be accused of something and then it not be true, and then they get murdered or something like that. So we got to kind of monitor it. But in this situation where this woman was entrusted with the care of these children... And she was convinced, like I said, unless someone can uh, bring up any articles where it says she just heard that he molested and she shot him, um, I'll I'll change it. But from my recollection of this story, because I was following it, is that she was convinced that they actually had enough proof that there was enough proof and that, that he had actually did it, that she had the proof that he actually did it. What I mean... I'm sorry. I stand in judgment of no one. I stand in judgment of no one. I don't think I could have done something different than what she she did. I pray and hope that I would have the strength to say, okay, you know, let me let justice, get justice through the court or whatever. But yeah, that has to be really, really hard. And then imagine how could this woman sleep at night when she's like, I brought you here. And these people trust me with their kids, and then you do this to them? And then the harm and danger to those kids, I mean, ah. Uh. But free her. I'll, I, free her. She needs to be free. She needs to be free. Um, and we need to do something where she's not prohibited from running another daycare, because, shit, I, I feel, definitely will feel safe while taking care of my kids, but I, I yeah. That one, I guess that's always kind of hard. And since this is a whatever Wednesday, we just all over the place. Um, I get it's always hard with those type of things because what does justice 
look like in these situations? I mean, would people feel the same way if they knew that based on her husband's criminal history, background, whether he got the preacher to write a nice letter for him, um, things like that, that he could have received probation or he could have received a suspended sentence or that he would have been free to be on the street. And then whether he did this to someone else. In that situation, would these people call that justice? I mean, I really, I swear, I, like I said in the beginning, I find people to be so interesting. Their beliefs and everything, I just find it to be so interesting. But I see that a lot. And y'all know, I love me some murder shows. So I'm watching, currently I'm watching Homicide for the Holidays. It's all about murders that happen on holidays. Oh, my God. One was really good. The guy dressed up like um, Santa Claus. The family would always have a Christmas party, and then one family member would dress up like Santa Claus and come knock at the door for the kids and give out gifts. So he knew this, and he dressed up as Santa Claus and came and killed the whole family and then went to burn the house. But the the stuff he used back, it came back on him. And because he got like a cheap Santa costume, he was all burnt the hell up and everything. It was a mess. But um, there's a I, I love those shows, so I love that. But when I watch these shows, and I just watched one um, payback on TV One. Y'all know I love TV One. Listen, TV One, y'all need to advertise with me because I love y'all. I be on YouTube copyright, getting y'all the copyright strikes for anybody bootlegging y'all-ish. I'm on them. I love y'all. But the guy said, oh, I don't think that was fair. I believe that the guy that the person got 20 or 40 years for killing someone. And, oh, that how is that? That's not justice. Justice would be life. And then the next person for the same thing was saying, yeah, even if he got life, he could still see his family. His family could see him. We can't see our family. Exactly. So what is justice to you? If you're saying that justice is them going through our court system being found guilty and being sentenced to a prison time is justice, then why are you not satisfied with it? That's what they got. That's what he got. Because that you know that, I mean, that's what I say, like, that whole justice BS, I just don't, I don't buy in it. It seems like it's just a tagline that people say, like, we want justice. Okay, well, what does justice look like to you? I mean, you can't, we don't have, I don't believe, I don't know many states that still have the death penalty. And for the states that do have it, I don't think anybody kills anybody anymore. Um, but a lot of that is based on the racism we had in our country where they were killing innocent black men left and right. So I guess they started feeling bad, like, oh, God, we need to stop killing people because we just killing anybody. Um you would never get that justice from a court system. So why is that what you're seeking? I mean, you would have to get the justice the old-fashioned way, and eye for an eye. Like, mm, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. But anyway, so if y'all didn't know about her, um, if you can, I guess that they, I don't know how this process works, but she's trending and a lot of people are saying, free her, free her, and it's trending. And I guess that there's um, something coming up where she could be pardoned or, you know, her conviction overturned or whatever. Um, 
I don't think she was convicted. I think she pled guilty, and they they were saying that the prosecutors recommended like even a lower. The judge gave her double the time that the prosecutors recommended because even the prosecutors was like, "Thanks, sis, you did us a favor," and they still gave her more time. She's a black woman, which we we need to um, remember because that is really, really, really important. Really important that she's a black woman. Um, I guess that's, oh, Dr. Jackie was going on about something and I don't know how y'all feel about this, but, um, she was talking about black women, what she says, African American. And I don't know, for some reason, when people say African American, I kind of assume they're a little racist. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why I consider myself to be black. And I guess because now, and, um, and America, and especially where we live at now, that we see more Africans um, than before. So now, I and I'm very, I'm let me be very clear about about it. Africans in America is not the same as a black person in America. It's just not the same. So, but when people say African American, I I, I think it's a little racist because I think like they're trying to be so politically correct not to use the word black. And it's like, well, why are you scared of using the word black? What's going on there? You're a little racist or something. But anyway, she was saying African-American women are so dramatic when they're pregnant and they make up excuses so they could get out of work. And people were going off on Twitter. I kind of put my my opinion in because it is JMO about, I guess I got to give my opinion, um, that... As uh, Dr. Jackie has never birthed a child, and I don't believe she ever carried a child. I I, I just don't think she qualified to talk about that. Um, how do you? I would love to know, like, how you guys feel about that because I guess that goes to the whole the whole adage, like people can't give you parenting advice if they don't have kids. I now that I don't believe that they can't give you advice if they never went through that experience. But I think they should be cautious with their tongue when they're talking about something they haven't experienced. Because I tell you, I knew the best parents. Oh, my God. They were June freaking Cleaver until they had kids. Then it's like, it's whatever. It's like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Because it's reality. Like Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until you get punched to the face. When you have a kid, all that shit goes out the window. All of, I was on, um... Instagram and we somebody was talking about the the screen time. When I had my my youngest son, I was adamant like I would face him towards the wall so he couldn't look at the TV. He was not allowed to look at TV. Um, he didn't have any iPads or nothing. I would literally just face him towards the wall because that was something I didn't want him to be one of those kids where like um they just become brainless and they're just sitting there in front of TV for hours and hours and hours. Um, then I got the other one. <laughs> and I was literally just saying the other day, like, oh my gosh, when I got to punish her and take away the iPad or the phone, I'd be like, damn, who is this a punishment for? Me or her? And so sometimes I told my therapist, I'm like, 
sometimes I know she punished and I know she's not supposed to have it, but I act like I don't know because I just want some peace or I'm trying to get something done. So I just like, all right, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to act like I don't, I don't see you with it. Or she'll go sneak in her room and I won't bother her because everything is calm. <laughs> but yes. Um, it's a whole big difference where you're actually in it and I find that to be I, I just believe that so I believe like while they can have an opinion she can have an opinion she doesn't know what it feels like to carry a baby or to birth the baby so she can't say oh they're being dramatic because you don't know how it feels and even if you did that's your experience I had four kids and with all four of them I had a different experience with the last one I couldn't even walk um Towards the end, I was literally crawling around my house on all fours because I had um, sciatic nerve or whatever because of the way she was positioned. That when I would step down, it felt like lightning was shooting through my body. So I just made the decision that I was going to crawl because I just couldn't take it. So you can't speak on certain things and then just to say, oh, well, they're being dramatic. I'm like, yeah, you're not qualified to um, give that opinion um Remy Ma is trending because she got a new song and then the last thing and then I'm gonna get out of here because it's almost time for me to get my kid um was that Akbar I don't know where she's from but she's on Twitter a lot um I don't know if she's a rapper I don't know where she's from I know Candy said that she was her cousin she was trending, and she's still trending because she said that her daughter was in a hospital fighting for the life. Her life, her husband has come out and said that's not true, but she is in a hospital. Um, and someone, a lot of people were making a comment to her that that's karma for what you said about Cardi last week. Because when Cardi was on Instagram, and again, I'm team women I'm pro women Cardi was on Instagram and she was crying because she was going through the motions with Offset and she was vocalizing that and um people took that opportunity to clown her of course it's it's the Twitter streets that's what people do um I'm never gonna be I'm just not down with it and I really felt for her because as a woman, like you in a marriage with someone, you're in love, you're sacrificing so much, and then they just keep playing you publicly or even uh, whatever they're doing to you. And it's like, why are you hurting me? And I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm just always going to be <laughs> down with women. As you can see, this is a very pro-woman podcast. So if you don't like that, this is the wrong one for you. But people were saying that, and then apparently Akbar had made comments about Alexis Scott's daughter. Um, I don't think the comments were about her daughter. I didn't watch all of it because I'm just like kind of sensitive when people use the R word. And for y'all don't know, it's because um, I had somebody ask me that. I kept saying the R word, the R word. And then he said the R word. And he was like, what is the R word? You keep saying that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It's retard, retarded or retard. I just don't say that word. Like, I, I just don't use it. So when I have to explain it to anyone, I just say the R word. Um, but I realize everybody doesn't see it that way, that people just use it and it's no big deal. 
Um, but once she said that, I kind of checked out of what she was saying. But from what I saw, I don't see her as talking about Alexis Scott's daughter more so she was talking about Alexis Scott. Like, the reason why your daughter has these issues is because you were using drugs or you were drinking. And I, I understand kids should just be left out of it. But she wasn't talking about the little girl and her situation. She was more so talking about the mother. If she said anything after she used the R word, I don't know. I checked out. But people were saying that her daughter being in the hospital is karma for her talking about these two situations. And again, I know, I know, I'm so pussy, I'm so pussy, because I'm pro-woman, I'm pro-woman. I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> I do not wish anybody to see their child in a position and they feel helpless. Um, whether it's karma or not, and people who really are into that, they they understand that... I don't have enough time to really explain it, but it's like when people saying karma and the universe, it's not a mean-spirited thing, and it's not something to be wielded as a sword or something like that. So that doesn't even come into play and that someone else's uh, karma or something that happened to them wouldn't even affect. That's something that she's dealing with in her life and that's something based on stuff in her life that we don't even know about. Um, but that happens and I don't think that is for us to say, oh, that's your karma because we're not her judge. Whatever she did or whatever, because let me tell you, um, I've never had where a child was in that position where I was feeling that way, but I'm sure she's praying to every God that she believes in and knows um, a lot, whatever that, and anything that she's ever did, I'm sure she is like repenting and doing everything just to see her child healthy again. Um, so even if it was, I'm sure she has repented and is like kind of like asking for forgiveness. And so it's not for us to judge her and her situation, especially at this time. I was just telling, um, and then I got to really get out of here. When I was talking to my bestie this morning, and I was, we were talking about depression, and I said, listen, I don't even wish that on my worst enemy. Like, so when I hear someone going through something like that, I'm really sensitive to it because um, I've experienced it, and I know that shit is horrible. So I don't even wish that on my worst enemy. I said, and I'm so against kicking people while they're down. Now, when they get back up, we can kick them and have a good time. <laughs> or we can do whatever. But while they're going through something, I just don't think that's the time. And then, um, well, I guess this is JMO, right? So I to wrap this up. But if your position is that that's her karma, what's the karma going to be coming back to you for judging or making fun of someone going through something like that at this time. I mean, protect your own karma. Worry about your own karma if that's what you're into. I, I just don't see how you could justify doing this at this time. Now, when she gets back up and y'all making fun of her about the sex tapes and all of that, that's all fair game. But when it's something like this, give this girl some grace or this woman, I don't want to call her a girl, Give her some grace and let her get through this. Let her get herself back on her feet. And because she's like, she's no, um, 
She not pussy. She not no one who's like, oh, I stay out of everything. Like, she's with it. And when she comes back, then y'all could get back on her, but just not now. That's my opinion about it. Well, that's my opinion about everything. Well, so I'm going to wrap up this episode. This is whatever Wednesday. I might stick with this um, because I kind of like, I think this is like the light kind of situation where we could just have a good kiki talking about whatever and I don't have to do any research or <laughs> deep thinking. Oh, y'all can let me know what you think. The uh, I'm on Instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. I'm on Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, at JMO about. I really like Twitter. Um, I'm on Threads at Grown and Opinionated, the same thing as Instagram. I guess they just merge with each other. I'm working on that. YouTube, the channel is Grown and Opinionated, and we also have the other channel, The Life of the TV Addict. There's a lot of the older episodes that you guys can kind of see what we were doing. I really love that um, format. I know I made it. Um, I, I created it and everything. So of course, why wouldn't I love it? But I really love that format because I thought it was something that wasn't, um, it wasn't there. I don't even think it's anything out there like that now is where it wasn't focused on just one show. So I see a lot of podcasts and they focus on one show. It's Will and Grace or it's a housewife franchise or something like this. It was just like a TV addict. Like if you are a crack addict or a drug addict and you just try all the drugs, that's how life of a TV addict was. Like we're trying all of these shows. We're going to watch everything and let you know what we think about it, what was the best, what you should watch or going for. And I really love that format. Format, uh, And we're going to bring that back in the new year. These episodes are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify now. I'm on SoundCloud for all you Android users with the green bubbles. You could download the Spotify app or the SoundCloud and listen to the episodes and comment there and everything. Um, yeah, um, I'm like, oh, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> but going into the new year, it's going to be more... Um, I guess more platforms and more consistency and just being more there so that we can really build this community where y'all can get to know me and I can get to know my audience. I I hope that I can get to know y'all. Um, the 10 of y'all that been here since day one, I know y'all. We good. I know everything about y'all. But, you know, as we build so that it can, when you go to listen to this podcast, like I said in the last episode, I want y'all to feel like, you're sitting down. You're about to have a good kiki with your friend. I want y'all yelling at the radio or the phone or however y'all listen, like I do when I listen to the podcast that I love. Um, and then we could just keep growing from there. And soon I'm going to... Well, you can see my face. It's not like I'm high. And like, you can see my face, but the episodes will start to be recorded and then placed on um, YouTube and live time, so then you'll get to see me and my expressions and things like that. But if I'm being honest, a hundred, if I'm gonna keep it a hundred, it's really because it'll just be mad easier <laughs> for me to post the videos if I just record myself while I'm recording the episodes <laughs> instead of trying to like put together these um these videos. And plus, to give credit, and this is the last thing I gotta give credit. Oh my god, and I wish. I would have took her name, but I have a few 
different Instagram. Um, and I recommend anybody that that you know when you use social media even if you're just using it for fun or anything like that or in its intended purpose to be social is that if you have different interests that you have different pages for those interests so like I I have a plant page um because during a pandemic I was plant crazy um I have a lot of plants I always love plants and I have a page where it's just plants. I can just look at plants and I think it's goldfish, but it's just that. So when I want to escape all of the other BS that's usually on social media, I can just go there, look at my plants, look at goldfish, interact with those people. I have another page that's about, um, I have one that was about knitting. I have one that's sewing where I'm really active on now because I'm really interested in that. Um, and there's one person on there let me get her information because this is how this is how this works i tell you who she is and then y'all follow her and then she goes um okay cag reinvented is her name cag reinvented she's on um instagram she has youtube channels and she's a black sewist and she has this network of black sewers. It's really good. But she does these talks in the morning. Um, she called them her TED Talks, and she goes through it. She's someone who I recently learned that she was in the corporate world. She left the corporate world and started focusing on her creative side. And she's been doing it for a while. But in one of the last TED Talks that she had, she was saying that how her corporate her trying to maintain the corporate image and stay in that world was starting to conflict so much with who she was that when she was on her platforms and things like that that she wasn't being herself and that the minute she let the corporate go and became herself it blew up it grew um that that I really you know that really inspired me and it touched me because I think that's so much um, especially now, we're always so cautious about our image and the portrayal. And now people use the optics, what the optics are like, that we stop being ourselves. We become who we think we should be to make others comfortable. And that's when we, you can't excel in that. You can't excel there. It's just no way for you to get anywhere when you're not being yourself and you're not being true to yourself. So I really, really enjoyed her TED Talk. And I think that, you know, I don't know if she tags them or how that... Listen, hold on. Auntie going to get it together in 2024 with the social media stuff and how to keep everything posted and everything. But that was a really good one that you have to be yourself. So going forward in the new year, I'm going to have more of the videos that um, I'm, I'm going to post myself. And so that way you can see, I know people like to see who they're talking to. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me because I listen to my podcast and I don't watch them. I put my phone in my pocket if they on YouTube and I put my headphones in and I just walk around. I don't look at it. I don't care what they look like, but other people do. So you'll get to see me and hopefully that'll help us interact more. Um, all right. I got to get out of here. I got to go get my kids. Sasha out. Till next time.